0: You're listening to the Pimpcron Podcast. Welcome to episode 186 of the Pimpcron Warhammer Podcast, and we're brought to you today by GameMat.eu and the beautiful, sexy, good smell and Patreon patrons that support this show. You can do that at patreon.com slash Pimpcron, and by golly, I would greatly appreciate it. So what are we talking about? Well, first off, we have, I think the first time ever, I think it's the second time that my middle daughter's ever been on. And it's the first time I think that my youngest daughter's ever been on. And we do a quiz as the real talk today. And you try to guess, they try to very poorly, like a, you know, small children would very poorly describe a model that they have no idea what it is, and you have to try and guess and see if you know what it is. It's only five models. It doesn't take forever, but I think it's a fun little game. So please let me know if you do like it, and then maybe once per year or something, we'll do this just for fun. Um, we also have a Kill Team Kalnath set. Is a new terrain set, and uh, we're going to see if we want that or want that not. And then we also have a letter from robert and he writes in and he's got some commentary on the episodes in the podcast so we talk to him what have i been up to well i've gotten a lot of games in um let me think this week at the game store we had uh, josh and i teamed up on our beast men and we're using the new white dwarf rules for the herdstone which if, if you're not familiar with it is a terrain piece for beast men and it used to uh, minus saves to the enemy within a certain radius and it grew. Well, now it's just a plus one rend all the way across the board. And on turn three, all the way across the board, it's a plus two rend. And I got to tell you, that was much needed because my, uh, my whole army's got like a five up save. I was playing my dragon ogres and my uh, bulgors, and he was playing his beast men as well. We played against our friend David and he was bringing, oh my gosh, the big gargants, the the mega gargans. He brought one of those and he brought the, um, destroyer, whatever the destruction God is. I forget his name. And, uh, he whooped our butt. I got to tell you, he did his charge and he did. And this, this is not an exaggeration. This is not a lie. Okay. On the charge, he dealt 36 mortal wounds, 36 mortal wounds just on the charge to one of our units, and just completely aced it. No, you did not... Nope, you did not hear that incorrectly. 36 mortal wounds, and combat didn't even happen yet. Now, he rolled double sixes for the charge, and what it is is you you roll... What is it? You deal the number of mortal wounds when he charges. You multiply the two dice results. So at a minimum, you're taking, uh, what, two mortal wounds, and the maximum, you're taking... 36 and he rolled double sixes so that's not super you know that's not common but by golly he's like I could do a maximum of 36 mortal wounds but that's never happened I never do that and then he rolls double sixes (laughs) like good god so we actually lost by I'm gonna get the score wrong but it was one or two points we were getting our butts kind of handed to us, but we did lose by one or two points. It was actually a very close game, and that new Heardstone rule greatly helped our army. There's a lot in Beast Men that has no rend at all, so giving everyone plus one rend is fantastic. And then giving plus two rend later oh man, that was way, way better. Um, so, what else have I been up to? I played against Just James just yesterday. He came over, and I played my Beastmen again, and he played his Idonath Deepkin, because he's been painting that. And we played a narrative mission out of my codex, so uh, he basically had to just destroy the herdstone and had 20 wounds and no save, and I tried my best to keep him away from it, and he was able to tear through my um, through my defenses, and then, boom, he destroyed the herdstone. So that was kind of sad, but what do you do? I am debating. I've debated before about it. I am debating on doing a very short audible um, battle report, and I'm gonna try that one of these times. I almost did it with this last game. Instead of describing it to you, I just would tell you exactly what happened. But um, I haven't haven't decided if I'm actually gonna do that. I don't know how well it'll work. So, but um, there are some mechanics that I figured up that would help you keep track of what's going on in your head to keep it real simple and streamlined. But um, suffice it to say, on the last turn, or the second-to-last turn, he destroyed the herdstone, and there was nothing I could do about it. So it was a win-or-lose scenario. There was no points or anything otherwise. Then, this has been a very, very busy weekend. Then, uh, Matt came over this morning, and we played Brutality. And just for fun, it wasn't a campaign game or anything like that. We played Brutality, and he beat me by, by one point in the first game we played where all the civilians he was trying to kill the civilians and i was trying to defend them i played with my prostitute warband which is sounds a little silly but it's the truth they're prostitutes and uh, they are also assassins there's a whole thing in the in the background it's a minor faction in brutality of assassin sex workers and it's it's pretty cool so i've got one guy that's a gimp he's in the gimp mask in all leather I've got um, a robot lady in a really pretty dress, but her forearms unfold to have be these giant scythes. And the um, the madam, she's in all black, and she's like in a bustier, and she's holding a rose, and she's got a black cape. It's, it's really cool. Um, but anyway, so they were trying to defend the town, and uh, his people were trying to kill him. And he won by one point. Then we tried Diceless Brutality. It's mass brutality, so it's like Warhammer. We used Warhammer models for it. And it's not a skirmish game. It's, an, it's a full war game. And uh, it's still in the development phase, though. So there's kinks to work out, etc. But there's no dice at all. And it's a ton of fun. We played what was essentially a 1,250 point game. We played it in about 40 minutes. And that was including me explaining how to play the game. It is legit advanced chess. Like I've described it before, it is. And, um, he, he walked away really enjoying it and we were doing stuff kind of bare bones. We weren't even using all the options and all that. Um, so then we played a third game of brutality and boy, sometimes it's just not in your favor. I just could not roll for anything. We, I was, I managed, just managed. We used the new, um, random mission generator in the newest supplement. So it's kind of like the open war cards where it's a random deployment where random objective and the random twist. And um, I did that for Brutality, and uh, what it ended up being was no objectives at all. It was just kill. The leaders are worth um, three points, and the regular people were worth one point, and minions were worth half a point. And then the twist that we rolled is that if your leader kills someone, they're worth an additional point. So I took my leader and tried to kill his leader. That would be four points. And unfortunately, I keep hitting him and hitting him and hitting him and charging him and all that. And oh my God, I couldn't do anything. He kept saving it and saving it and saving it. So um, ultimately, they did in the very last turn that we were tied three to three. And then one of his guys managed to kill my leader, which gave him another three points. So he won six to three in the last turn. But it was all a lot of fun. I just rolled so much garbage. You know, normally you need at least a two up to charge. Because uh, if you're as close as you can be to a model in brutality, it's a two up. Well, he had gadgets as his faction trait, which which gives me minus two to my charge roll. So even though I'm two inches away, I need a four or higher to roll. And three times in a row, I rolled a two, a two, and a two to charge. I was like, are you for real? This is, I've never gotten that much utility out of the gadgets trait ever. And he was just, man, just kicking my butt. So I think that's about it. Let's get on with it, and uh, thank you for listening to the Pimpcrown Warhammer podcast. Let's open the Tesseract mailbox. Welcome to the Tesseract mailbox, and today we have an email from Robert, and he writes... Good evening, Mr. Pimcron. I have enjoyed your show for many months, and this is at least the second email I have written you, but I forgot to send the other one, or maybe I sent it and it ended up in junk. I don't really recall. Anyway, I'm sending this one now and wanted to say that I enjoy this show because it feels like you are talking to me as a friend. I know this that I know that is silly, but other podcasts I have listened to do not have a gossip feeling to them, like You are drinking a beer with a friend and chatting and chatting. That is what I like about your show. I usually save your podcast for when I drive long distances for work, which is twice per month usually, and it really makes the time shorter. I am not interested in the latest hot new model, and it seems that most podcasts are mostly that quote, Oh, use this list and kill everything quote. I will eventually join your Patreon, but at the moment I have many things to pay for, and some of them have been sudden. I won't bore you with details, but just know that one of these days I will join. Anyway, I didn't have any strong comment to make, I just wanted to say, Hi, I think you mentioned before that we are like your friends, and I agree. See you later, Robert. So, thank you very much for writing in, Robert. You said a lot of nice things in that message, and we spoke back and forth. I already replied to you via the email, but um, I hope everything's okay with you. You say there's a lot to pay for, and by golly, you know, I'm not going to get into it. This is your safe haven from all the nonsense in the world, but certainly I am not surprised if you got a lot of things to pay for. Um, it would be nice if, you know, whenever it's convenient or whatever, um, anybody sitting on the fence, they would join the Patreon and it is true. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast or not. I feel like I have, but you guys really do feel like friends to me. You know, you're listening to the podcast and basically it's just me talking at you, <laughs> but the emails are greatly helpful because, you know, it's nice to talk back at me. So whenever you feel like it, uh, check out the email or facebook.com slash pimpcron or any of that. And, you know, shoot me a message. Um, and, uh, yeah, the a lot of the other podcasts do have more of a meta feel to them. They're more concerned with what's new or hot or whatever. I just like a general, mostly timeless discussion of, hey, you know, I like this or I don't like that, or here's what the problem with whatever is. And that's just the format that I like personally. I don't much care for that because I've said this, I'm sure, more than once. But when you cover the new hotness, you know, especially with the rate GW's producing things... When you cover the new hotness, it's just not hot in six months or a year. And then nobody can ever listen to that podcast again because there's no point to. You know, why do I want to hear a 5th edition Grey Knights Codex review? I just don't. So that is that is part of it. Although, you know, they do fill a slot. A lot of people do. I have listened to some reviews in the past, you know, when I may not have time to really look through the book, so I do want to see the new changes, etc. And, and those are helpful. So I feel like everybody's got their niche. And, uh, but I do appreciate that you choose the show and that I feel like I'm a friend to you because I feel the same way about you guys without getting too mushy or anything. So, um, you can reach me at pimpcron at gmail.com with two Ps or facebook.com slash pimpcron. And I look forward to hearing from all of you. If you've got some sort of hot take or something of that nature, then you let me know. Want that or want that not? And this is one that or one that not with the Pemkron, and today we are covering Killzone, uh, Killzone Calnath from Kill Teams or Chalnath, I'm sure it's Calnath. And for hundred and twelve dollars, you get seven pieces of terrain and a double-sided gaming board for building a Warhammer Forty K Kill Team battlefield. Fight over the ruins of an Imperial city. A great way to start or expand your Kill Team scenery collection and it essentially is two decent-sized buildings that are ruins, so that's pretty cool, and then it comes with four smaller, nearly useless pieces of broken or destroyed buildings, and this is for $112. That is pretty ridiculous. I, I really don't have anything positive to say about this set. $112 is just stupid for this. The mat is a cardboard gaming mat it's not like a it's a gaming board it's not really game mat and of course it's got like textures pictured uh, painted on it or whatever but i mean okay that's nothing special and um the buildings are exactly what you'd expect they're that typical imperium looking buildings whatever um i really do think that they probably could have i don't know reduced reduced, like, two of these smaller pieces of terrain and put in another third significant piece of terrain, I think would be pretty cool. And obviously, I understand that this is a kill teams board, so it will be skirmish, which means smaller terrain is not useless, like in a 40k game, a regular 40k game. But it's still, like, if if I played a brutality match on this, there's, like, this is definitely not enough terrain at all. Now, maybe Kill Teams doesn't care as much about terrain, but Brutality certainly would, and there's way too much space open on this board. And I'm just truly not impressed, especially with 3D printing and everything. There's a million, or just MDF. For this $112, you can get significantly more. Matter of fact, you know what? This is a great plug-in time, okay? And the reason why I want to do a plug-in moment here, because they're practically the exact same price point. I just go over to gamemat.eu, right? And this is not really a plug. This is just uh, an example of what other companies do. Is um, this game mat for, I'm sorry, this Kill Team thing is $112 for two large pieces of terrain, which are two stories tall, and then a bunch of small stuff for $112, and then a cardboard mat, which who gives a crap about? Uh, If you go over to the pre-colored MDF terrain over at gamemat.eu... For $115 instead of $112, you get two large three-story buildings. Now, the buildings are probably the same height, but they've got um, like three-inch floors instead of like a six-inch floor on the bottom, which I don't know why Games Workshop does that, probably just to save plastic. But this 115 set, now this is MDF, so MDF naturally has some restrictions compared to Games Workshop or plastic or resin terrain. You know, it's a little flatter, etc. But this is already pre-colored. So, if you're just trying to flesh out a game board, right? For the same exact price, basically. Three more dollars. They give you two large pieces of terrain, which already match the two GW trains, right? Then they give you four medium-sized terrain, which any one of these is way larger than any of the GW train that is in that box besides the two big ones. And then, they give you two other medium-sized terrains, which have a wraparound ledge instead of being the corner of a building. It's like a circle all the way around a pillar. And then, they give you two area terrain things that fit these buildings. And then, they give you four barricades. So, then, if you were to use the 10% off because of this podcast, right, um, what was it, Game 10? I can't even remember what it is. Um, It's on the the show notes every time. But um, if you use that code, you'd be 10% off, right? 10% of 115 is $11. So that makes it $104. $104 for this. And this is arguably about double or possibly triple the effective terrain compared to Games Workshop. Almost triple. Includes area terrain, etc., barricades, all this. Now, like I said, MDF is naturally not quite as detailed as regular terrain. So you got to give them that much. But the MDF, if you're trying to fill out a board, this is amazing compared to that. Now, another thing that's interesting to me is that for, let's say, $145, right? The at.eu or actually, we'll say $155. So it's 40 more dollars. Than the GW terrain, the resin sets for dot is 155, which of course would be 130, 130, uh, 140, 140 after the 10% off. Um, so it's only 30 more dollars, but it's all resin, heavy-duty resin terrain that is pre-painted and there's three huge and i know the biggest one is way bigger than any of the games workshop stuff in the kill team set one of them is huge building and then two other buildings that are two stories the same size as the Kill Team set. And then it comes with two more medium-sized corners, which are bigger than any of the smaller stuff in the set. And then it comes with four more smaller corners that are also bigger than anything in the Games Workshop set. And then it comes with five barricades of various sizes and, and shapes for $40 more I mean... And I'm not just saying this because games.eu is a sponsor. Like, legit, this is a way, way better price. And you don't even have to paint it. It's already pre-painted. So, and that's just one of the sets. There's a ton of sets here. And... um. Anyway, I guess I'm done plugging GameAt.eu, but honestly, the reason why they're the sponsor is because I love them, and I've got so much of their terrain, it's not even funny, and I find it to be a far better deal, this $112 for premium Games Workshop stuff that you still have to assemble, still have to paint, and the GameAt.eu stuff is fresh out of the box. I mean, the MDF, I assume you probably have to build. I haven't bought their MDF, um, because I don't usually buy MDF, I do resin, but uh, the stuff from the resin stuff from gameat.eu is fresh out of the box. Like you just throw it on the table. It's already primed. It's already painted. It's already assembled everything for 40 more dollars. Like, come on, man. There's, there's no, no comparison whatsoever. So I hate to make this an infomercial, but legit, like it's it's just not even a comparison. So there is no way in hell. I would buy this kill team kill zone Calnath set. It's just bull. It comes with a crappy cardboard mat. I have nothing nice to say to this, except, yes, the buildings are nice looking. The buildings are. They've got the typical Imperium stuff, you know, the fans and the gothic windows and all that. But other than that, only two of these are even worth having. The other five pieces are just garbage. They're not even line of sight blocking. That would be different. If they were line of sight blocking small pieces like the GameAt.eu stuff, okay, you know, that, that you can get some cover, etc., but these are all open windows. There's almost, whether they are there or they aren't there is almost no difference. Maybe a minor cover save or something, but but it's just totally not worth it. And I think that, you know, yeah, you got to vote with your money, right? So if you if you think this is a good deal, then buy it. If you don't, it's not. Certainly, it's not going to hurt you to buy these. These are pretty buildings, but I just functionally don't think they're very good. Alright, I'm done being, uh, I guess, negative. I didn't mean for this to be negative, but it is. <laughs> now it's time for Real Talk with Pimpcron. Hey, everybody, this is Real Talk with the Pimpcron, and this is something I've been wanting to do for quite some time, and that is have the two youngest of the Pimpcron crew on here to play a little game with you guys. These two, we will give them Borg designations. Um, say hello, four of four. Hi. And say hello, three of four. Hello. Okay, that's not her normal voice. <laughs> but anyway, they've got some pretty interesting descriptions of things. So I wondered if they could actually be shown an image of a model from Games Workshop, and you guys at home guess and see if you can figure out what model they're talking about. So naturally, they don't know much about Warhammer and... Um, the descriptions may be a little off, but we'll see how this goes. Now, another stipulation to this game is that I'm not going to tell you ahead of time whether or not this is a 40k model or an Age of Sigmar model, or we may even throw in a Necromunda or something like that. We're not going to get into Lord of the Rings or anything. So, we're going to start with 4 of 4. I'm going to show her this image. And how would you describe this thing, 4 of 4?
1: It's like a... It is a man that looks like kind of a bat, and it has a foot as a as a deer foot, kind of, and it looks like a killer bat, and it has, like, fur of a girl.
0: <laughs> fur of a girl? Okay, now, what do you mean by its foot looks like a bat? What does that mean? I mean like a deer. You said the foot looks like a deer.
1: Because the foot has like a claw of that bit. It's like, it's nail and it kind of is like a circle. So it's does like Does it have a hand? Foot. No.
0: It's got no hand.
1: Only okay. foot.
0: Okay. How big is this thing? Does it look small or does it look big? Big. Okay. So I think that's enough, guys. Um, think about it for just a second. I'll give you just a second. And uh, let's just do silence, okay? Okay. So if you guessed Vargolf Cordier from Flesh Eater Courts, Age of Sigmar, you are correct. Um, clap. Clap, everybody. <laughs> okay. On to the next one. For model number two, I am using Cron uh, three of four. Say hello again. Hi. Okay. And w- how would you describe this model three of four?
1: He looks like a mummy, and he's nude.
0: Okay, he's nude. Looks like a mummy. What else?
1: He's levitating. Okay. And he looks. He's got a king's crown on his head, but it's actually hair. It's not a crown.
0: Okay, it's a crown that looks like it's hair, huh?
1: No, it is hair, and it looks like a crown. Okay. And he's got lots of abs.
0: Lots <laughs> he's of, got lots of abs. <laughs> okay.
1: And he's levitating.
0: Yeah, you said that.
1: Okay, good. Okay. Uh, and he looks very vicious. He looks like a normal-sized human.
0: You gotta speak up louder.
1: Oh, he looks like a normal-sized human, and he looks like he will kick your butt.
0: Okay. Uh, what pose is he in or anything like that?
1: He looks like he's like he's going to flex on somebody.
0: Okay. What's his pose?
1: In the flexing. What pose. pose is he? With his arms back like he's going to punch and then one of his knees are up and one of them are straight.
0: Okay. And he's he's, floating. Fle- he's flexing all those abs he's got, right?
1: Yeah, I see all the abs.
0: Okay. So If you think you know what this is, she says it looks like a normal-sized human, but he is levitating. So, we're going to give you about three seconds. Think about it. We're just going to sit in silence. Okay, if you guessed Satan Shard of the Deceiver from the Necron army, you got that right. Round of applause. (laughs) Okay, I'll never get sick of that. Let's go on to the next one. All right, model set number three. We're going back to four of four. Now when I show you this image, what do you have to say about them?
1: There's five in one crew and one of them has like a butcher knife, a big butcher knife. There's one as a hook sword. Mhm. There's swirls on on their skin. They have long hair, some of them has ponytails and they have a skirt. Okay and they have flames
0: okay um i think that's i think that's pretty good and they all basically look the same in the unit right um you mentioned skirts so um that i think that's pretty good so we'll give you you know a few seconds we'll just sit in silence again okay if you guessed Mandrakes from Drakari, you're correct. All right of Alright. Model number four, we go back to th- three of four. Cron three of four. And what do you think about this model?
1: Uh, the lady, she's just sitting on her... Sta- it's like a statue, but it's a tower. And in the middle of it, to hold the bottom from the top... The queen's just sitting, and it, and right below where she's sitting, she's got, like, a couple feet. And then she's got, like, an inch holding it from the bottom. And it looks like the bottom of it's, like, walking. And she looks like she's the queen of the bulls.
0: I think this one's going to be hard for them to figure out. You, she looks like the queen of the bulls. Why do you say that?
1: She's got horns. Little horns with tiny little scarf or something on it what are those tiny like tassels they're tassels Mm -hmm. got two tassels on it and she's she's just sitting there like i'm impatient or being patient and that's she looks
0: like she's impatient or she's being patient
1: and she's got a awkward awkwardly long staff it's like longer than her whole tower Mm -hmm. and oh did i already say that the tower is walking I don't think so. But it, but it's walking. And, like, below it, it's, not, it's grass and dirt. And right after the dirt, there's, like, rock. And it's glowing. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's glowing.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's a pretty good explanation. Um, this one's probably going to be a little more obscure for a lot of you. We'll wait. Okay, if you thought it was the Alarith Stone Mage from Illumineth Realm Lords, you are correct. Woo! Model number five, when I show you this 404, what do you think of it?
1: The, one of it, there's two in a pack, there's two of them, mm-hmm. and they're both very different, and one of it's open its mouth, and it ha- and its eyes is below its mouth and there's te- tentacles under and there's tentacles and there's like a cla- a crab claw on one of the as one of the arms
0: mhm
1: and it's nude
0: <laughs> okay
1: and there's like white horns sticking out of its head and then the other one it has like horns sticking out of its head and it is curved and it's close to its tongue and th- and uh, and it has tentacles coming out of its back uh-huh. and there's and there and he has claws and he is
0: These are kind of hard to describe, aren't they? Yes. And you said they're very different, the two of them. Do they look the same? No. Okay. Well, just one second, mull it over. And three, two, one. If you thought this was the Chaos Spawn set for Age of Sigmar and Forty K, you are correct. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this time. Um, give yourself a score. You know, each model was worth 20 points out of a score of 100. So if you got them all, it's 100 points. If you got four of them, it's 80, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is the first time I've ever tried to do this. I personally would love it to uh, listen to a podcast that did this every, you know, once in a while, once in a great while because I would like to see if I could test my knowledge. I'm going to wait and hear back from you guys if you like this. This is certainly not going to be a regular thing, but maybe once a year or something we might do this. And um, I didn't want to belabor the topic if this is not something that interests you. So this is about a 10-minute segment now, so we'll cut it here. Thank you very much, 3 of 4 and 4 of 4, for being on the show.
1: Thank you. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs)
0: thank you you're welcome all right well thank you to gamet.eu for supporting the show i greatly appreciate it go check them out at gamet.eu and thank you to my beautiful patreon patrons for supporting the podcast you can do so as well at patreon.com slash see you next week